Welcome to Myths and Minefields, a talk show where entrepreneurs and leaders share their stories and journey. Everyone has a story, and it is this story that paves the way for others to find their path. So join us every week where we share their successes and failure, myths and lessons learned. Here is your host, Tomi Abibu. Can you tell us a little bit more about Laura Lifestyle? What's that all about? Yeah, Laura Lifestyle is a luxury lifestyle company that was founded by myself and two business partners. And we launched meeting in 2019. Um, and uh, yeah, so we had our first clients in March 2019, only a year wow. in. And then we had a pandemic hit, which uh, is always challenging. But with a challenge, you know, usually great things come out of it. Um, and we take care of all of our clients' lifestyle needs. So whether they need a jet booked or a hotel or a restaurant, if they need uh, shopping um, or just tips on how to plan the best trip ever, you know, something that is on their bucket list. We're there mm. for our clients uh, every day. Yeah. So that's amazing. Really great so, and what's the story behind it? What made you decide that, okay, you are going to be the luxury lifestyle expert helping these wonderful people? Why did you make a decision to go through that path? It's a very interesting question, Tommy. As um, I am a girl who was from, it's from Canada. So I was uh, born in Manitowoc, Ontario, which means Cave of the Great Spirit in Ojibwe. So very small mining town. Um, and my parents were both caregivers. A father was a minister, a mother occupational therapist. Wow. And luxury wasn't necessarily at the forefront of what we did. You know, they were about taking care of people, which I guess I am now, but just in a different mm. way. Um, mm. And uh, it's very interesting. I always say that it's uh, the path, the journey that I took, that I, I learned a lot about people, which is, I think, because I'm serving in a different way. Mm. Um, but I ended up moving to Toronto for university and I had this opportunity through a friend who said, I think you would be really good in the hotel industry. And I was looking for a part-time job to support myself through my degree and something came up and I thought, I'm going to apply for this. This looks really exciting. And after quite a grilling interview process, I must say, for a part-time junior concierge role, because it was at a very prominent hotel that is a landmark in the city, but it also hosts, you know, the Queen, the Dalai Lama, and many CEOs and leaders across the, the world. So mm. I ended up getting this job on a private concierge floor, and I fell in love. I fell in love with meeting people from all over the world. I fell in love with learning about Toronto as a city and the love for going out and dining and restaurants and theater and sharing my knowledge with people who came and celebrating the city that I lived in. And I got so much that I ended up becoming a member of Lake Claydora, which is the Professional Concierge Association. And I was on the board and I and I ended up finishing my degree part time. And I went right full into full time work and I worked my way up in the industry where I was the assistant manager for this life for this club floor and also the concierge desk in the lobby. I then moved to a small luxury hotel um, where I took mainly care of Hollywood so it was like 28 room hotel and a lot of people a lot of filming happens in Toronto um, not everyone knows but sometimes you think it's New York but it's actually Toronto yeah, really? <laughs> yeah definitely know that. yeah and the big Toronto International Film Festival it actually was founded or created the idea on the back of a napkin in the hotel the last hotel I worked in so it was a big spot where celebrities did enjoy going and 
I really loved it. I loved creating a team, being with people all the time, again, meeting energies from all over the world and learning. Um, and I loved the whole lifestyle aspect of it. I then had an opportunity to apply for a role um, for, at American Express. They were launching the black card in 2008, another interesting year. Um, and I, they, I did go for it. It was a moment in my life though, I'd say it's that pivoting point where I was very comfortable. You know, I had an amazing team at this hotel. I had amazing mm. guests, amazing experiences every day. No day was the same. Um, then to go to corporate, a North American company, you know, be in a blue box when I had pretty much freedom, you know, in the hotel industry. But I thought it was a great opportunity to not only see my skills of interviewing and sharpen myself, um, but also a great opportunity to do something different and to learn again, to stretch myself. Mm. So I went for it. I took that leap. Um, and again, another very thorough interview and lots. I ended up getting the position um, and I was I feel very grateful for that moment. Um, and I learned a lot, very different industry, but I learned so much about the corporate side of the business as well. And I was able to take care and meet new people and learn and learn from a lot of different people um, and in a great organization. Um, and then within three years in, I ended up taking a trip to uh, England, to London, as wow. I had a week off. Yeah, so I came here, but I came over a time where it was the world travel market. And the world travel market is somewhere I always wanted to go. I always wanted to go to it. I never could make it work. And I thought, I'm going to do it on my holiday. I'll go and check it out. Um, but I also, on my holiday, booked some meetings and went to Brighton, where the servicing was for American Express. And I thought, you know what? What a great time to learn what the team are doing there. Because I was bringing the platinum business out of the mm. U.S. and Canada. And I wanted to understand how we could do the servicing there. And I ended up meeting with the vice president and literally again timing, he was like, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I'm here to learn about how you service both the platinum card member and the Centurion. I currently just, you know, um, take care of the Centurion business, but we're bringing platinum in. And he was like, that's so strange. I'm looking for a head of lifestyle. Wow. And so that moment in time, so so many people are like, on your holiday, Mary, you're going to go meet with people. But I thought it was an opportunity and it was. And it ended up being, again, though, I went through a thorough interview process, but I ended up, funny enough, I'd put it on my five-year plan to move to London, England or to England because it ended up being Brighton first. It was within four months I had moved. So made the leap of faith and jump. So yeah, very yeah. <laughs> That's an amazing story, to be honest. Now, yeah. when you were transforming from uh, working uh, in the concierge in a hotel in the American Express, and then moving into this uh, business, were, were you scared? Did you feel like you were going into the unknown, something you're not used to? You know, were you actually scared doing that? I would say there's definitely a little bit of anticipation and a little bit unknownness. Definitely. Um, I always thought, call it excitement. Mm. <laughs> um, that's how I treat it. But I do realize now it's probably a bit of fear. <laughs> it's just mm. how do you digest that fear? Um, and I, yeah, I was, it was more excitement. Yes, it was unknown. And yes, there's moments you're like, oh my goodness, you know, I don't know anything about a card mm. industry business. This isn't mm. a world I've been in, but what a great opportunity to learn, you know, and what a great opportunity yeah. to meet new people and different perspectives, mm. which mm. I think is so important through my journey. So I definitely felt it, but I used it to fuel me, not to fear mm. me. Not to fear you. Yeah. Yeah. Be the way I and used it. 
Yeah, brilliant. Now, with what you do with providing this lifestyle opportunity for um, this luxury lifestyle for people, do you see this? Uh, there's any form of um, transformation, and what do people get from it? Is say, for example, you're providing this luxury lifestyle for people. What do you? What's the transformation that happens in their lives when they actually are experiencing this? Experiencing this with you. Yeah, I think the number one thing is that trust is having someone that you trust in and you have a relationship with that's able to take care of whatever you need. You know, mm. time is time is money for a lot of these people, as we know, time is important. And it does, I think, more than ever now with our, our world. It is a minefield out there about, you know, how do you travel from A to B? What do you need? You know, where who do I trust in? Who is who has the proper standards? Um, and part of my role as director of partnerships is really curating those relationships with people and building partnerships that we know will assist and help our mm. clients no matter what. And through those relationships, we're able to take care of clients. So even, for example, during the pandemic, um, we had clients in many parts of the world that were stuck that couldn't even necessarily, you know, obtain simple things like a thermometer in New York City because mm. everywhere was sold out. But we were able to get that delivered to someone's home who wasn't well, who wanted to make sure that, you know, they they received what they needed. But it's also about creating, you know, lifetime dreams, you know, building that wedding, you know, and and, and making sure that it's the most memorable experience ever and, and pulling out things that nobody else necessarily can. Also showcasing places where people have never thought of maybe traveling to before. So it's really creating memories. Um, yeah. and and celebrating the everyday, which I think is more important than ever, um, and being for there for our clients for these special times, but also in these times where it's been difficult for them. Mm. Yeah. I mean, from what everything you've said, to be honest, what I can gather is that when people um, experience this, it brings some sort of happiness, like a place to escape to from their daily uh, works of life, or if they're going through anything uh, uh, major, and in their personal life, just like, this is my escape and this is uh, the luxury, I wanna feel good, I wanna feel happy. And this is what I get from what you're saying to me. Now, when, you, when you've been doing this, what are the obstacles that you believe that you faced that could you said to yourself, why did I get myself into this? What is this all about? Did you actually experience something like that? Um, I think obstacles kind of happen daily within our industry because there's so many variables that come at you mm. in a day. Um, you're dealing with, you know, lots of different people. And obviously for us to make the magical things happen for our clients comes down to our network. And I'm a big believer your network is your net worth because mm. that is what's going to help you. So even I would say a simple restaurant reservation, you know, on the outside looks really simple. But if it's the number one restaurant in the world, right, and they only have so many tables available and you need to, you know, make this happen, that becomes a little bit more difficult and it actually mm. takes a lot more time. Um, so I would say probably the one thing that keeps going is remaining positive. Yeah. is keeping remaining connected with people because in our industry you have to have those contacts you have to have those connections because you never know when you might need someone to help you and we never know what requests we're going to have right there's no prediction sure. 
<laughs> so anything can come at us and we do do everything and anything legal. So, so we've had all various requests <laughs> yeah, throughout yeah. the journey. Yeah. So there's sometimes yeah. you go, oh my goodness, this is a good one. You know, mm -hmm. how am I going to get that helicopter on a glacier with a hot picnic lunch in three hours, right? For this proposal that needs to happen now. Well, mm. yeah, it's all about your network. <laughs> well, you must, this sounds so interesting, so so interesting, and you know, it's a, a wonderful experience if one is able to you know be part of this. Now, I want to ask you then, what do you feel are the myths within your industry, whether it's from a client's point of view? What are the misconceptions? Yeah, probably that travel and tourism doesn't make up that much within the economy. <laughs> I think um, you probably hear about it more now with what's happened with the pandemic, but like 10% of the world's um, market, you know, economy is travel and tourism. It's huge. And you'll probably know here in London, the huge effect it's had on London with not mm. having international people coming in. So I would say that's, it's a trillion you know, dollar industry. Um, and I don't think people were aware how important travel and tourism is for the economy. I think that would be one that's really, really important. I think the other one in our industry, people always say it's, oh, it's so romantic. It's so sexy. You have such an amazing, you know, job, which I do. Don't get me wrong. I do have an amazing job, but it is a lot of hard work too. It is a 24 seven business, especially when you're in the luxury space, you are there for your clients 24 seven, you never know, you can never really, you don't want to say no, you want to make, you know, something happen. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and you have to be creative and on your feet. And again, because mm -hmm. of the networking, you are, you do have long days, usually a little bit different. I'd say it was a real reset this last year. Um, but even in that saying, I did 19 virtual conferences last year, you know, plus attended three before the pandemic hit. So mm -hmm. we're an industry where we're always moving or even if not moving, always connecting. Mm. Um, so there is a lot of work behind that. And usually there are events. So pre pandemic, it would be you would, you know, I need to get into the office for eight, you know, and make sure the team's taking care of this. And then you have all these meetings. And then you are out late at night, too, because it's the entertainment and the connecting, which does make a difference, or you're traveling to shows and doing things. So if you don't love it, you shouldn't be in it, is what I would say, <laughs> um, because it is a real passion, you know, point. So I'd say people don't think you necessarily work hard, but there's a lot of hard work that happens. It's just not necessarily showcased, right? It's like a show. It's like being on stage, right? Yeah. So that would be one myth, I would say. Um, virtually, I would say, I know that a lot of things have moved online within my industry, but in virtual, it does help, but it's not the be and end all, you know, it's about the people and the people do make a difference. And I always call it the digital, which is the physical and the digital. I know hybrid is more the term that people are using now, um, but it really is important that both come together and that, you know, it's just important. And I would say more important still that human touch, even if we can't touch, how do you provide that service? So mm. service for me is key with that. And we shouldn't just think it's just going all virtual because it's that's not going to really work, especially mm. in the luxury space. Um, yeah, so those would be I some think, of the things yeah. I would say were are, are miss in our industry. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, going on what you said with regards to the hybrid, I feel that it's not going to be pure virtual as well. I can see that lots of people are fatigued on on doing stuff online. Sometimes I want to. I want this human touch as well right you know so hybrid moving forward yes but not 100 percent virtual and then what you said about the um, pandemic as well the effect on travel 
Honestly, I know that most people have felt, even I have felt the effect. I've not traveled. I know some people have, but I, I would prefer to wait till, you know, we have the good get go, you know, to get on with the stuff. And, you know, I myself, I've felt the impact of not traveling, you know, so mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing. It's great. Yeah, no, definitely. Travel fuels mm -hmm. us, right? It, it is, it is such an incredible thing to be able mm -hmm. to go to a different destination, to, mm -hmm. to smell yeah. different things, to taste different mm -hmm. things, to meet mm -hmm. different people, and to mm -hmm. learn. Um, and mm -hmm. I, I have my hashtag: travel is essential. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not even just traveling within our own city; it's essential. <laughs> we need to move. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. Yeah. So now, what would you say then is your um one major lesson that you've um that you've experienced that could be a minefield for someone that has no idea about what's going on in your industry what is that one major lesson that you've learned yeah i would say take opportunities would be oh. one of the lessons that i've really learned i always say if a door opens walk in the room you don't have to stay if you don't like it <laughs> but check it out you know take a look around see if an opportunity presents itself, take it, you know, yeah. that you're never going to know you're going to be no worse off. You know, mm. you, can, you can always say no, you know, it's okay to say no, because believe me, no, for me is a new opportunity. Anyway, that's how I define no. So but look at those opportunities. So that would be mm. one major lesson. Challenging yourself, I think, is a good one too. So, like you said, there were those moments where I'm sitting here going, Should I do this? Should I not? You know, and you write down the pros and cons about, Do I move now? I wasn't planning on moving to London for another five years in my plan. You know, I've got so much to still do here, but will this opportunity come again? You know, and it comes down to understanding that and taking that leap sometimes. Mm. So, intuition's big for me as well, too. Um, a lesson is always go with what how you feel what's best and go with where your passion lies don't mm -hmm. do something you don't love doing um you know because it's it's never gonna i i know if there's hard work always in anything you do right if you do it right but but i think it's less hard work when you love what you do because it doesn't necessarily feel like a job it's a passion, passion it's a lifestyle. Yeah. um and your network Build your network would be a huge lesson. And no matter what business you're in, um, build that. And don't think that person that's connected with you, you know what I mean? Don't, don't disregard it. You don't know if that person you're going to need 10 years from time. You know what I mean? Or, you know, so many things have happened in my life where I connect with someone. And like I say, it might not have been today or tomorrow, but two years down the road, I'm like, oh my gosh. And something amazing comes out of it, right? From that connection yeah. that you've been open to have. You know, mm. so connect, network is your net worth. Um, we already said travel's essential. That's one of my big lessons, I would say, because as a younger me, if I had to look back and tell myself, I didn't necessarily pay enough attention to travel or invest in travel. And it was when I got older, I learned that lesson. So I would say to my younger self, I would have said travel more because you grow so much, you learn so much, and you meet so many incredible people by traveling. So for me, travel is essential. And then I think I lastly, be, be, be your authentic self, be true to who you are. Um, and that can be difficult too. And I can say from going from a hotel 
Tellier type of world to a corporate world. I could easily have been, oh, I'm not myself, but no, be yourself, you know, because that's why they hired you is for who you are. So don't try to be someone you're not. Um, and then the last thing I would say, there's so much I could say here is <laughs> I can keep talking all day. Yeah. On, get a mentor and coach, no matter where you are in your journey of your career. It doesn't matter what level you are. Have that mentor, have that coach, or have a few um, because you need it and it's important. And that's helped me throughout my career. So, yeah, Brilliant. that is amazing. <laughs> Honestly, I love everything. There's like almost 10 different lessons there. Yeah. And every single one of them is so important. And I love the fact that you talked about travel. And as a, uh, I never took traveling seriously for a long time, to be honest. I was a workaholic, right? Yes, I have that to was keep me. on working and working and working. But at the end of the day, the work is still there. But when you travel, you learn more, you relax, you're, you're even more creative. You know, that's where your mind is at rest and I don't think about anything. So, I, I mean, my lifestyle has changed now post pandemic and I can guarantee you that any opportunity that I have to have a holiday, I will have a holiday and that's moving forward. <laughs> that's my plan, to be honest. No, definitely. And they, I mean, I agree. I took one trip once to Belize where I went mm -hmm. for a charity bike ride where I ended up biking all of Belize in a week with a group. And uh, there was moments I didn't have internet. I didn't have phone connectivity. And your first thought, because when you're on all the time, it's like this panic. But I must say, I, I will never forget being on this bike and just being, I needed time out to find out, you know, who am I? Where am I in all of this? And you become a lot more creative as well during the process. And you can end up creating things out of that that could last a la lifetime, but you just need that time out. So yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I, I relate to you on all of that. <laughs> Mary, you've been so amazing. Now, if someone wants a, a part of what you are actually giving out, right? This luxurious experience to people and what people want to relax, want to go on holiday, they just want to be part of the of this experience. Where is the best place to connect with you? Yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, follow Lura Lifestyle on Instagram. There's lots of inspiration there for travel. Um, you can always connect with us there as well. Um, also, um, I have a marystedman.com, uh, mary.stedman.com um, also. So I do ha have training. I do on the sign and service training, and you can see all my details there as well. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and we look forward to uh, help curating any kind of luxury lifestyle experiences um, or also service training. I have such a passion for this industry um and i really appreciate you taking the time today to talk to me it's been so amazing thank you thank you so much mary i've enjoyed every single moment as well and i know people watching or listening have enjoyed it as well so thank you so much for joining us on meets and minefields today thank you so much Thanks for joining us on Myths and Minefields podcast with your host, Tomi Abibu. If you have enjoyed the show and gained some insight, we would love your support for this show by leaving us a five-star review. If you would like to see more, be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and other podcasts available. We love to see you again soon. The Myths and Mindfulness Talk Show has been created to give entrepreneurs and leaders a platform where they reveal the untold truths in their journey. 
we recently relaunched the show as a podcast and also an online talk show. Hence, we are looking for sponsorship opportunities. If this resonates with you and would like to be a sponsor of the podcast or online talk show, please do connect with me on tommyabibu.com forward slash sponsor. If you would like to access the resources from the guests on the show, please visit tomiabibu.com forward slash myths and minefields.